Something I alluded to in last week's episode that I think is really important and honestly timely for us to talk about is the question, is it okay to sneak things in our kids' foods? And specifically, I'm going to be using the example of sneaking veggies into our kids' foods because as we go through Muffin Club and each of them is a veggie-based muffin idea, I know how tempting it can be as parents to feel the need to sneak these ingredients in in attempts to get our kids to eat them. And so I want to cover in today's episode some of the perspective I have as a pediatric dietitian on this topic because if you go to any mommy blog or Facebook moms group thread or picky eating support group, you are going to see the idea of sneaking ingredients in and specifically veggies or protein or different items in come up again and again and again. And obviously everyone's going to have a different take on it. There'll be different opinions. And so today I want to go ahead and answer it from my perspective as a pediatric dietitian, but also as a mom, understanding the struggle that we feel to help fuel our kids with nourishing options and adding variety in but some of the problems that can happen when we have such a deep desire to do that, that we do it at the expense of not building trust in the feeding relationship. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. I'm hoping that this episode is coming at a good time and not at a time where you've already spent the last few weeks of Muffin Club sneaking veggies in the muffin recipes. I know firsthand as a mom the temptation to do this, especially if and when our kids don't willingly eat and enjoy vegetables. As I've mentioned in other episodes, and as many of us are well aware, vegetables can be really bitter. And even if there's research to support some of the innate reasons why kids might avoid eating vegetables and defend it as a survival instinct, the reality is that so many of us are trying to figure out how do we help our kids learn to like vegetables? But I've even caught myself in saying the phrase so many times over the last few weeks as we've done this Muffin Club series, because what we often really feel is not so much how do we help our kids learn to like vegetables, but rather how do we get our kids to eat vegetables? Even when last week's episode was being recorded, I remember having to bite my tongue how many times I said that, because I know that that is how most often we as parents think about it. We're not truly thinking about how do we help our kids learn to like vegetables as much as we are on a day-to-day basis in survival mode parenting, looking at how do we get them to eat these vegetables? I understand. I have three kids and none of mine are kids that I would say are wildly adventurous and eager veggie eaters. Different, uh, different ones of my kids will eat and enjoy different vegetables, but it is still a struggle with them. But what I don't do and what I haven't done with these Muffin Club recipes now or in the past, when I first started seeing some picky eating tendencies present with my oldest, my middle, or my youngest, 
is I'm not sneaking these ingredients in. And I'm going to tell you in this episode why that is. When we look at the different food parenting approaches often discussed in the research and that we know the most about in the short-term habits and feeding behaviors, but also the long-term implications and outcomes we see on a child's diet when they have been food parented in a given way, we see a few different trends. And I think that this can be really helpful, especially in this conversation today, because we look at for parents who may feel inclined to force their child to eat vegetables, what we see is a high level of reinforcing limits and boundaries. Now, limits and boundaries is a very healthy thing. It is something that I talk about often as a good thing within food parenting strategies. However, when we do that with an affect or an approach that's really low in trust, control, and that sense of love and responsiveness for feeding, we really are entering a lose-win relationship with our child because we may win the battle. We may force them to eat the forbidden food that they refuse to eat, in this case, a vegetable. But we're really losing because our child had no intrinsic motivation to do so. They were purely doing so to adhere to the limits and boundaries that we had put in place. So when we look at this type of food parenting approach or one that may bribe a child to eat their vegetable in exchange for something else that is preferred and appealing to the child, it can seem like sneaking veggies in something is a less offensive approach. And so if we're either too tired or just fed up or feel like the bribing and the forcing is too stressful or ultimately ineffective, which spoiler alert, it is, in the short term, yes, it gets you the intended outcome. But as we're going to talk about today, you're losing in the long run because we're not equipping our child to make some of these choices on their own. And ultimately, we're overstepping the boundaries that are appropriate in a healthy feeding relationship that also promote a relationship that is full of love and trust and age-appropriate control in the feeding relationship by being responsive to our child and their needs. So how do we food parent in a way that's going to be a win-win, where we as parents who are putting all this time and energy into trying to shop for and prepare and offer healthy meals to our kids feel like it's not a bust when we expose them to these options on the table only to be refused. Well, first and foremost, we have to look at what is the foundation of that type of food parenting approach. And that comes to what I speak to and highlight in almost every episode, and that's being a responsive feeding approach, being aware of and respectful to the roles that you and your child have in the feeding relationship. That's going to be you as the parent deciding what, when, and where foods are offered, and then allowing your child to decide if, whether, and how much they eat of those given foods. This is where the fundamental question of how do we get our kids to eat, fill in the blank, in this case, how do we get our kids to eat vegetables, becomes an obvious intrusion on the very principle for a win-win feeding relationship. Because if we are trying to get our kids to eat something, we are automatically overstepping our role being what, when, and where food is provided, and instead stepping into the territory that is theirs to control, being if, whether, and how much they eat. 
But as parents, it is hard for so many of us to stomach or to swallow or to sit with the reality that our kids just don't like vegetables and are refusing to eat them. So when we offer them again and again and again, and they're still not eating them, I understand so much firsthand how defeating this can be. However, I want to encourage you how you can stay in a win-win feeding dynamic without feeling the temptation to begin sneaking in some of those quote-unquote healthy foods that your child might not otherwise eat. Because really as parents, it's our goal not just to see our kids eat the vegetable that's on their plate at a given eating opportunity, but instead to raise kids who know how to eat and eat well because of the intrinsic motivation they have and that's been fostered throughout their lifespan. So let's think back to a person in your life who was forced to eat a certain food as a child. That might have been you. I know for a lot of us, we can think back to the days that we were a child and our parents made us either clear our plate or consume all of something before getting to eat something else. So whether it's you or someone else that comes top of mind, I want you to ask yourself, would you say you now have a particularly fond feeling towards that food? Or is it one that you feel like you want to willingly eat and would widely enjoy on your own accord nowadays as an adult? Or does it feel like if and when you eat it or even maybe around it, it's a punishment to even think of consuming it? For so many of us as parents, we have this. We can think of a certain food that we were forced to eat or that we were bribed with or that maybe was even snuck in on us that now even the thought of it is so distasteful. It doesn't matter how it's prepared or offered to us. We have zero interest or appeal to that food. So instead of resorting to sneaking veggies in our kids' meals and snacks, we need to consider more positive approaches that as parents and for our kids are not going to backfire immediately or in the future. So if forcing, bribing, or sneaking veggies in our child's food is off the table and is not an option to get our kids to eat a given vegetable, what do we do? I know that's the the question that a lot of parents are left asking. So I want to walk you through three things that I think can be really positive and productive, but keep it in alignment with a pressure-free food parenting approach that the research shows helps build that healthy relationship with all foods including the given vegetable that you're trying to expose your child to. So the first thing that you can focus on is building trust. One of the best ways that we build trust is by staying in our lane when it comes to feeding. As I mentioned earlier on in this episode, we need to focus on what our role is in the feeding relationship. If the more that we can just focus on our role and show our child that we trust them to do theirs and to do theirs well, from that intuitive eating perspective of they know how to feed and fuel their body. They know if, whether, and how much to eat. They do not need us to force or bribe or sneak things in to get them to eat better. If we can build trust with our child by saying, you can trust me. You can trust that I will do my job to feed you. That you can trust that I will provide you with regular routine eating opportunities. I'll provide you with safe preferred foods that you enjoy. I'll provide you with 
opportunities to enjoy and be exposed to new foods among family and friends and in different environments, that is my job. And I take that seriously. So trust me to do my job. They will trust you more. There will be less power struggle. There will be less challenges that come up in regards to what, when, and where food is being offered because they trust you to do your job. But if we want our child to trust us to do our job in feeding, we must trust them to do theirs. We have to trust that they know if, whether, and how much to eat of a given food. And if that means that they reject a given vegetable again and again and again over the years, that does not give us the right or permission to go in their lane and override what they intrinsically feel is most appropriate for them. Now, I'm speaking this to the mamas out there who struggle with kids who have picky eating tendencies as much as I am preaching it to myself because I know that this is hard, but I know that in all parenting, the more that we can continue to foster an environment that establishes trust, the more our family is going to continue to flourish. And that applies to feeding as well as a lot of different applications. But the second thing we can do to help build that trust, but also to help promote a positive feeding environment where our kids will actually learn to like vegetables on their own is to promote transparency. Because we want to think about if we are hiding something in a muffin and say for this week's muffin club recipe, there's carrots in them. If our child asks, are there carrots in here? And they could visibly see some of the carrots in there. What would your response be? If you'd gone into preparing the muffin recipe and say your child wasn't involved in preparing the muffin recipes, which is totally fine if you're doing muffin club and you're choosing to bake them on your own. I know a lot of moms just enjoy doing it in the peace and quiet of nap time or at nighttime. That is fine. But adding vegetables in is not the same as sneaking them. So if you have added these vegetables in, that's great. The whole point of this round of muffin club is to be optimizing these muffins further with the inclusion of vegetables. However, that does not give you permission to go about sneaking in said carrots. So if your child does ask, are there carrots in these muffins? What are you going to say? Because the second thing I think is important for us to consider is how are we promoting transparency with our child to help promote a spirit of food neutrality. I'm going to say that again. How do we promote transparency in a way that is going to promote a spirit of food neutrality? Because if our child is wondering if we're hiding carrots in a muffin, they're going to wonder, why does my mom or dad or said caregiver have to hide carrots from me? What's wrong with carrots that make it so that I better not know they're in there or else I might not eat them? And when we look at the flip side of the coin, and again, these things that we're trying to foster and establish with our children is also what we're asking and hoping in return from them. So when our child then feels like, do I need to hide this Halloween candy and stash it in a secret spot and not tell my parent? Why do they feel that need to hide something? Is there something shameful or forbidden about it? We don't want to have a feeding relationship and really a parenting relationship that doesn't allow for age-appropriate transparency. Now, keeping this within the lens of food specifically, 
the more that we can promote transparency and tell our children, yes, there's carrots in this, there's honey, there's almond butter, there's almond flour, just include it as any other ingredient that you would share that's in them. You can bring them alongside you in the kitchen. That's one of the first and foremost best ways to help prevent yourself from feeling the temptation to hide veggies in something, especially something like a muffin club recipe, is if your child's right there with you grating the carrots, they know up front, right away, that there are carrots in this recipe. But if your child, for whatever reason, hasn't participated in making the meal, whether it be muffins or something else with you, and they ask you if something is in it, I encourage you to challenge yourself and to tell the truth. Promote that transparency. Because just as we know with lying and as we teach our kids all the time that lying begets lying and often gets you in more trouble, the same will be true here. Because if you tell your child that, no, there's no carrots in it, and then down the road, they ask for those muffins again and they're making them with you and they are making them with alongside you and they are invited to grate the carrots and you had already told them that this recipe didn't have carrots, we can see where it becomes very sticky situation and can often backfire. The third thing I encourage you to do is to model taste intolerance. Something that kids can struggle with is the fact that there's a vegetable in their muffin. The fact of why would you put something that doesn't seem to go in that? And they might not always understand. However, for them, we can model tasting, tolerating, and enjoying different foods. Now, for some of these muffin club recipes, they might be new to you. You may have never had this almond flour carrot muffin before. While it's one of the most popular ones on my site, and it's been one I've been sharing for years, if you've never tasted it, you can go alongside and more effective than sneaking something in on your child is to show them and to model to them, how do I learn to like this new food? How do I feel about it? How do I take tastes of something that I'm unfamiliar with? How do I show tolerance to something that may or may not be my favorite? How do I recognize the carrot in this as something kind of different, but I can see that it's adding moisture and it's making them have a flavor like that carrot cake we love at Easter that has that texture that's so yummy. I can see the carrot in here and I can taste it just a little bit, but the texture of it is similar to something else we might have had and eaten and enjoyed before. We can model that to our child. So rather than forcing it on them, bribing it on them, or sneaking it in on them, we can show them how do we learn to like these new foods? How do we adopt this approach that is not me as mom trying to get you to eat something or trying to get one by you so that you inadvertently ate a carrot without knowing it, but instead, how do I model to you what this process looks like? Because maybe it is new for me and I'm still learning to like it too. Maybe it's something that I know I love and eat and enjoy, but I can make it a win-win process for both of us by approaching it in a way that does have boundaries in our feeding relationship that does understand my role versus my child's role, but also in a way that has a high sense of responsiveness to what my child needs and how I can come alongside them and how I can model for them in a way that resonates with their unique temperament and feeding personality, how they can begin to learn to like it based on where they're at right now. 
If you want some of these veggie-based muffin club recipe ideas that I've been talking about, make sure you go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash muffin club 2023. There you can sign up. It's a free club that I'm running right now. We have a couple weeks left, so make sure that you're signing up right now so that you can get all the past recipes and also this week and next week's recipe before we wrap up for the fall season. Each recipe is going to include and feature a different vegetable so that you can add it into muffin recipes and find new ways for your family to enjoy everyday staples like these vegetables. Again, that is veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash muffin club 2023. So you can sign up for free and join us on finding effective, positive ways to expose your kids to new foods like veggies.